And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Thursday, July 16th. Uh, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. Uh, I'm going to introduce our special guest host so he can chime in on the hot takes. So tonight, returning special guest is Thomas. Thomas, say hi. Oh, of course we lost it. <laughs> Thomas is frozen. Hello. Hello, there he is. Thomas, introduce yourself. My connection is terrible. I'm Thomas Wright from Seattle, Washington. And what's your hot take? I want to know if Alex Bregman can hear me screaming at him from outside of Pink Safeco when the Astros play the Mariners this season. And I think he can. How often? When, do, when does Houston come to Seattle? They, I think they opened the season there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how many times. Hi. That's my children screaming at me. <laughs> I, uh, will, will you personally be yelling at him from outside the stadium? Well, that I, I think I am. I think I'm going to go there, maybe bring a megaphone. But I'm not sure I've got a pretty legit projection skill. So I think that I might be able to yell loud enough. There's some, you know ceiling elements at Safeco that I could probably utilize to deflect sound directly to home plate. And what would you yell at him? I would just yell bean him a lot, probably. <laughs> Throw it at him. Throw it yeah. at him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I would specifically yell. It's all it's gotta come in the moment. Right. Right. Yeah. Game time decision. Game time decision. Hex <laughs> from the outside the field though is gonna have such a it's gonna be really hard. Right. What if they, what if they pumped in heckling? You know, they're pumping in crowd noises. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Probably actually should be my hot take is that I think that they should pump in. That's heckles, and then they should play them through like that along with crowd noise, and it like they should just have a lot of booze for every player on the Astros, basically, and they just yeah. play it really loud through all the PA, and then and then like you could enter a contest and maybe get your heckle. To be played over. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. you should. They should sell heckling. Like they should sell. There you go. Voice into the like game time recording. I feel like. And well, you could I just, think so like, too. They could record, even like bonus. You could record they could use your likeness. Fuck you, Alex Bregman, and like pay the Mariners <laughs> to pipe it through the loudspeakers. <laughs> well, no. Swearing, obviously, and uh, but I think you should also have like an option to do like a cardboard cutout of yourself, a la like the Korean leagues where they have like people in the stands. There should be like a picture of you, like you, and you'll be on TV. White Sox will do that. Uh, I think a couple other teams have been doing that. You have to pay, but it's like you have to give like $150 to charity and send them your picture, and they'll put your picture in the stands. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> But should you, like, giving double middle fingers up? Yeah. You could wear a T-shirt probably in that, right? Oh, sure. With, like, some kind of anti-something something. Right. Or maybe you just go shirtless and, like, paint something on your chest. Like, Another just option. one letter. Can you do it, can you do it with, like, friends? part of a bigger group. You would have to do it with your friends. Hello. Hello. We got children on the show. Yeah. She doesn't speak English, though, so it's okay. You can swear all you want. Yeah. 
um, I think it'd be good if you could go, you could go in with your friends and get like people to spell stuff out with your shirtless photos, and you could like sell like multiple. We want all of these placards to be next to each other, and it's like right. You have to like get all of the same section, all the same way. Bregman sucks nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be the, the trick would be to get like the most the best statement that they will actually show on TV. You know what I mean? But it's still right. sort of offensive. I've always I thought about that, that line of what you can get them to show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the line I walk every time I heckle. That's, that's <laughs> what makes a, a skilled heckler. Uh, yeah. I never swear. I never swear. Yeah. yeah, it's important not to swear because you can get kicked well, out. And I mean, I'm, I, to be fair, I think Safeco or whatever the place is has a, a different. There, we have like notoriously scary uh, ushers that will kick you out for very. I've had many encounter with gush. I think we've discussed this before. And uh, <laughs> the line is well defined, and there is a swift retribution if you cross it. Not the same way at Fenway. Apparently, you can say whatever you want there. No, no. East Coast, I think East Coast venues, you can kind of do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. <laughs> Which I always use in my defense when I talk to the ushers. I'm always like, if I was in New York, you think I would not be swearing? I'd be right. screaming at these stupid kids in front of me, and I'm being nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you were in New York, you'd be, like, beating that usher up, probably, for talking. Yeah, when, like, everybody else in my section. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, the ushers actually don't even go into the stands at Met Stadium because they'll get mugged. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, do you have a hot take? Yeah, my hot take has to do with uh, Alex Rodriguez, who I actually heckled out of a game one time. I don't know, Thomas, if you've heard that story, but I, I actually got him out of a game once. Um, I'd, I'd like to hear that story, but, I'm, but anyway, maybe not now. My hot take is, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell the story. But my hot take is that Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez have put together a group, a group to buy the Mets with them at the front of it that includes Brian Erlacher, Travis Kelsey, and DeMarco Murray. Travis Kelsey from Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, as yeah. well as some uh, NBA basketball players or former NBA basketball players I think it's like a whole group of athletes to buy the Mets and I think that it's my hot take is is that there's no other baseball people involved in this group which means either a baseball people fucking hate Alex Rodriguez which would make sense or b Alex Rodriguez's ego is way too fragile to have another baseball person involved in this ownership group Either way, it just points to Alex Rodriguez being fucking terrible, as usual, in case we needed more uh, evidence. This is an anti-Alex Rodriguez podcast. Definitely. Yeah, I think, I think the evidence is indisputable in your favor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us the story about the how you... The body of work as it stands is... Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Is well, I just think that it's like... I think I think it's jarring that he's trying to buy a baseball team and there's no other baseball people. You're probably right. I think. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I've gotten into, so like, Thomas, I told you about this. I'm really into Twitter. I'm on a, a, a Twitter account all the time. I got into a couple of Alex Rodriguez related Twitter 
let's call them disputes over the weekend. This guy at Bo Shack, who is a Yankees fan, and he tweeted, since 2004, Alex Rodriguez was a better New York Yankee baseball player than Derek Jeter. And he had all the stats to prove it. And Yankees fans were coming at him, talking about how much Alex Rodriguez sucked. Even though, I guess, I guess I'm technically I'm defending Alex Rodriguez right now because he was a much better, like, just player of the game of baseball from 2004 to 2012 than Derek Jeter was. Oh, yeah. Well, this, I would, time, this, this I would dispute, though, as I imagine most of the statistics that are named are offensive statistics. They're in, like, he was maybe a better hitter than Derek Jeter, but I would say, and, and I mean, ultimately, you're, you're, you're that's that's just barking up the wrong fucking tree with Yankee fans anyway. That was the point. Is Everybody that, knows that Yankee fans hate Alex Rodriguez and love Derek Jeter. Exactly. Right. Derek well, and, and the guy being a contrarian, he's pointing out offensive statistics, but the, the yeah, I, and I doubt you can't dispute that. That, but, I think, but but that my whole point was that he's got to start. He's a Yankees fan. He needs to start questioning the intelligence of his fan base. If he started no, doing Alex that, he Rodriguez. Be a, Alex well, I, Rodriguez was a better fielder than Derek Jeter. He his only response to that, he was like, "Yeah, you're right." He said, "What can I, I say? The Yankees love winners." I mean, Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez, like, how far into his Rangers career? He was so good for the Rangers, but the whole the. What was the he whole was a good hitter. He was a great hitter. I mean, that's my point is that I'm, I'm saying like his statistics outweigh Derek Jeter's by a mile because those are offensive-based statistics. But Derek Jeter was a leader on and off the field. And a, he, he, had, he played above his head in def, on defensively. I mean, and he was quote-unquote clutch in ways that well, Alex Rodriguez never was. Alex Rodriguez moved to third base when he went to the Yankees. That's the oh, big he was thing. still playing third base. That's right. He, right. he, was, he was a shortstop days. with he was a shortstop with Texas. He was the best shortstop in the league with Texas. Like he had he had he was a way better shortstop than Alex Rodriguez. I mean than uh, Derek Jeter, but Derek Jeter just had that position on lockdown, and they like made Alex Rodriguez move to third base. Oh, and he, he was, was at third like, base. That's right. I thought he was yeah. for some reason. I thought he was DHing his whole end of his career. But you're probably you're right. I, he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Huh? Did he get? Did he DH at the end? This, uh, my role in this podcast is, is literally no research and, and no <laughs> merit to any argument no, no, you, that I have. You fit in just. You just fit yep. in perfectly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and make up this thing that I think. Yep. <laughs> you got background noise, uh, sketchy internet connection, and no research. Those are the three yeah. hallmarks and dump on the up. Yeah, that's kind of, okay. kind of our bread and butter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I fit right in. Oh, man. Yeah. Shit. Oh, so my point to this guy on the internet was, he's like, what can I say? Yankees love winners, right? They like Derek Jeter because they associate him, Thomas said, being clutch. Um, and I was like, well, if that's the case, they should be bigger fans of Bernie Williams. Mm. Right. And he was like, you ain't wrong. I, like, yeah, I think that <laughs> between 2004 and 2012, 
Derek Jeter was probably like the fourth or fifth best player on the Yankees in any yeah. given year. Yeah. yeah. That's probably true. <clears throat> right. Like Jason Giambi is better than Derek Jeter, like most year, like for a few years. Mark Teixeira is better than Derek Jeter for a few years. Like, right. you know, there's like a lot of better players than Derek Jeter in any given year between 2004 and 2012. And A-Rod was probably just the most consistent one of those. Right. Ah, now I'm mad. So it's now not we real. To it. Why? Because I hate the Yankees. Yeah. And also Derek Jeter. Joel has an, like a very serious thing about how Derek Jeter is really not a very good baseball player, but everybody thinks he is. No, no, I I agree with that. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. The only thing he ever led the league in was what plate appearances. Plate appearances, which no. is the Major League Baseball equivalent yeah. of like the attendance award. Right. As okay. a, I hate that kid who wins the attendance award. Right. <laughs> but never won anything other than the attendance award. That's it. That's- so hear me out, though. Like, I was never a very good baseball player, but I always tried really hard. And every once in a while, I had a couple of moments and key moments that were, like, resound, like great moments, legacy-making moments. And they did give me a certain, lead, like, lead, uh, you know, a credibility when it came to sort of, like, a, like, oh, maybe this guy's not that bad. <laughs> so I have a certain soft spot in my heart for people that float above this sort of – I mean, obviously, I did – didn't float to above, above it to that certain level, but he sort of just like he made he like had this thing. He was always kind of there when it mattered, and he like sort of lived in this era of like gold, you know, the gilded era of Yankee dumb and I don't know. Who was that guy who played? I can't the- hate him. Right, okay, it's fair if you don't want to hate him. Who was that guy who played for the St. Louis Cardinals? From the, in the 2000s, not Piscotti. Never mind, I won't even go there. You were scrappy, is what you're saying. There's some guy for the Cardinals who was always the, like the announcer loved him. You're talking about oh, Eckstein. Yes, Eckstein. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, you're the the Eckstein of you. What was that? It was like not even peewee baseball. It was like 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 yeah. little league baseball. What, what was it? Like, You're the ex side of your little league team. I remember right. I tried if out. Eckstein, I tried out. If Eckstein I, came up with the Yankees, then he would be Derek Jeter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the point. Yeah. It's like the only reason Derek is Jeter is Derek Jeter is because he played for the Yankees. And like, there's a million. Like, imagine if Derek Jeter. Imagine if like. Craig Biggio was Derek Jeter. How much better Derek Jeter would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Oh, so man. much. Craig Biggio was actually. Yeah, no, that's a good point. There's yeah. a there's a Mariner, Willie Bloomquist, who was the folk, the, the thing of legend. And people called him the grit lord because he just like tried really hard. And people really like he was a but apparently he was like sort of a racist and kind of a piece of shit and actually really bad <laughs> at baseball. And like, but he just, just kind of had way showing up in these certain moments that and yeah <laughs> so it, that's what fans love there's this un sort of un, unreasonable love for like yeah scrappy <laughs> Sam, I want you to, yeah 
<laughs> we we heard about a third of that, but I think we get the gist. Yeah. <clears throat> Try turning your camera off. See if that helps. Um, no. no, Thomas. Thomas, try turning your camera off. See if that helps. How do I do that? <laughs> I do that. Thomas just put his finger over the camera lens. <laughs> no, now he's muted. <laughs> <laughs> you muted yourself. Uh, Sam, I want you to tell tell us the story of when. Oh, no, he's. No, no, yeah, he did it. He's still oh, he did it. Okay, but yeah. he's. You're also I'm muted. muted. He's still You're also muted. muted, Thomas. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Did okay, you... so yeah, my uh, dad had these season tickets at Fenway Park, which were like for you know he got like ten games a year. It was like a split season ticket package or whatever. Uh-huh. And so usually we'd get to go like once or once or twice a year, uh, probably once a year. He uh, used them. He had his business bottom, I think. So. But one year I went to a Yankees Red Sox games and the and they were great tickets. They were such great tickets. They were right behind the on deck circle of the away team and the Yankees were playing. And so they were playing and I used to love these seats because I like you can heckle the guy who's on deck or the umpire. Right. But like the on deck guys like right in front of you. So like you can heckle them. And there's no way they can even ignore you because you're like you're like 25 feet away or whatever. Because the on deck circle is really close to the stands at Fenway. I'm sure, yeah, they, you're packed the in that. Foul, foul, foul territory is like pretty small there, so yeah. So anyway, you're right on top. Every time a Rod came up on deck, I would just like lay into him so hard. I was like screaming like. And this was like shortly after his, I think his first steroid uh, situation right. happened. And I was screaming things like, you're a disgrace to baseball. And like, you're supposed to be a role model for children. Like, how does that make you feel? Children <laughs> used to look up to you. Like all of this stuff, you know, like really terrible soul wrenching kind of things. And they pulled him in the sixth inning. They're like, he didn't come out. He was like supposed to come out on deck and he didn't come out. That's good. Yeah, it was good. And it was like, it was like a, like the Yankees were losing, but it was not, they weren't getting blown out. You know, it was like, it was still a competitive game. I still feel like you did your job. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they're like, oh yeah, he had a, he was supposedly came out for a tight hamstring, but he played the next day. So like, yeah, you, know. you, you. We all know what happened there. Yeah, exactly. I still I, feel like I got Anthony Rizzo kicked, uh, removed from that one game, Cubs at Pirates. I'm taking credit for that one still. Yeah, yeah. I had a game. My buddy is a huge Twins fan. We went. Who was? I forget it, but it, the left fielder's name was. But he was like, he had this big swing and miss at some point, and I just like wrote him about it and then he over and then he, i was like writing him about hustling or something and i got him to he overplayed this ball and i'm 90 percent certain he like broke on it too hard and it ended up going over he broke in on it and it was kind of it looked like it was like a lazy pop and i had been yelling at him about being lazy for like the last 
you know, three innings and how he was too slow and like he really needed to give it his all more. If he had just given a little more effort, he would have done something. And then this ball popped up and I was like, oh, you better get going. And he took off running and completely underran it and it fell fair, like in play. And he completely loved it. And he ended up scoring a run or two, I think, on a double. And it was like, I turned to my friend who was a huge twin fan and I was like, I think I created that. He was like, yeah, fuck you. He, like, he knew I could. No, when they look at you, when they turn around and look like at you. Oh, for and sure. I've had many right best. fielders, left fielders turn around and yell. I got shot Chuck Knobloch out of the Yankee game actually at, at safe at the like a long time ago, towards the end of Chuck Knobloch's career. He was in left field, and I was like, Knobloch got the yips, and I just kept yelling at him at the back of his head. And he overthrew a, a, a cutoff man like in the seventh inning. He got taken out of the game shortly thereafter. <laughs> oh man, damn! I miss baseball. Yeah, new shit. Yeah, I right, have... it's coming back. It's coming back next week, right? Right. But I, I can't fucking go. And they got these stupid changes. So like, who gives a shit? It's like a clown season. We'll be outside with you with your megaphone. Yeah, only, to yell, only because I'm pissed at the Astros for getting out of this fucking stupid mess they yeah. got themselves in. And they're like, yeah. there's nobody happier about what happened this season. Like they're like Alex Bredman is pumped about COVID nineteen and he can't fucking pretend he's not. Yeah. Because uh, you know, the, you know, like he's gonna get hit once, but that's it. Like, but if there was fans there, like we would just be pelting them all day long. Right. Metaphor. Yeah. It could be now that we can just do this forever because it's like they get the mulligan on this season, which means that we just get to heckle them for the rest of their careers. That's how I'm taking it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I mean, here's a hot take. The Houston Astros created coronavirus so they wouldn't have to deal with their suspension season. I believe that was a thought that crossed my mind when I was first talking about when I first texted Joel about how I wanted to talk about shit because I was like I think that the Astros created coronavirus and I'm not sure I'm wrong <laughs> yeah they're so happy and it there's is every, a diff- there's nobody benefiting more maybe no, like billionaires true. somewhere not only well yeah we well we've been talking about that a long time and that really makes me mad but they benefit from not having fans heckle them like, they're not going to get dinged as much in the batter's box. And they probably benefit from a short... Well, maybe they don't benefit from a shortened season. What, what do you think? Like, I, don't I, think that, I don't think anybody gives a shit what happens this season as far as results are concerned. I hope that dude, it's a wild that season. And I don't care if, who wins the championship. If the White Sox win the World Series by going 31-29 and 29 and then getting hot, this World Series counts. Well, see, that's my where I'm coming from is that the Mariners are working on 20-plus seasons of futility and, like, how many seasons since we made the playoffs. I don't want to break that streak on a fucking short, shortened clown season. Because then, then people are going to be like, oh, well, we made the playoffs. They can't be bummed about it. I don't know. I want the playoff streak to continue as is. Mm. I hope if the Mariners go on a hot streak and actually start the season like they did last season and actually win the fucking division – I'm going to hang up on baseball, I think. Ugh. Really? I don't believe you. I hate it. I think you'll be excited. You might be right. 
But I'm <laughs> pretending that I'm not going to be excited. Yeah, there's no way that you're not going to be like so pumped if the Mariners make the postseason this year. <laughs> I'll be pumped that I get to watch more baseball, but I'm not going to be pumped that their cool streak is going. We're like the we're the lesson in futility. We are the we are the 2003 Boston Red Sox, except not good. We are the like, we're the we're the 2012 Cubs. You know what I mean? Like 2008 I, I Cubs, think- maybe. Right, but what if, like, what if you win the World Series this year and then go another however many years without making the playoffs? That'd be sick. Well, that's right? gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, if they do that, it'll be a, if we win it in the clown season, I will laugh my, my ass off. Right. Yeah, exactly. That would be like super appropriate for your but streak. Con- I feel like it would be actually. It really would be. In 2021, though, I'll be sad to be a champion on a garbage season. <laughs> right. That- <laughs> Like, I won't wear that championship shirt with any pride. Like your your World Series like parade is done over Zoom, you know? Yeah. Uh, actually, this is all perfect. Actually, you know what? I'm a gamble. I'm gonna go put all my money on the Mariners to win the World Series because there would be nothing more Mariners than winning this World Series. Right. Exactly. The only like Mariners, winning in a year with no appearance. Cares. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you won rules. the World Series? When? Oh, 2020? Eh. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. I canceled my cable, literally. It's perfect. It's all lining up. Actually, I'm going with it. I'm calling it now. Mariners are winning the World Series this year. I'm not appearing again until they do. Right. <clears throat> right. It's true. If the Mariners win the World Series this year, then we're definitely living in the Matrix, and the people gave up on script writing. I'll right. tell you what, our Kickstarter for End of Times is really going to come in. Like That's going to be like, push it over the top. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I got to, uh, is there any other points we need to cover? I'm, in, I'm, I'm at a family engagement in Boise, Idaho, that I probably need to go attend right. to my children and loved ones. So if there's you, anything else we need to discuss, you, I could. You were talking about rule changes. How do you feel about rule changes? Well, that kind of goes into my whole garbage clown season, really. I mean, that's the discussion is that I for well, I mean, to be fair, it was a, a mistaken, a mistaken tirade I re- went on about baseball being this is the worst thing to happen to 2020 when I thought that they were universally accepting the DH in all, both leagues forever. I didn't realize that it was only a temporary rule change. Uh-huh. So then I was like. I mean, obviously, I'm a, I'm a, I'm kind of opposed to all the rule changes, right? But yeah. but but the, uh, the universe the universal acceptance of de- designated hitter the, the universal implement I I'm I'm I think baseball as a strategy game is what makes it a great game, and strategy is being having all kinds of abilities in the lineup because they play certain roles on both sides of the ball. I've accepted the American League's utilization of the designated hitter because I understand things change, but I think the foot in the history is kind of key to baseball. And I think that if they if they disrupted that, they kind of there's certain there's a sort of element to the legacy of baseball that is important, and I think that they should hold on to. Yeah, I agree, Same. and I also think that that's like the only thing that makes interleague play fun. Yeah, and I also think that it makes the world series much more interesting. I think it makes, I think, well, I mean, honestly, I think watching national league baseball is far more interesting than watching American league baseball, because there is the element of the the ninth spot in the batting order and it creates a strategy. And I 
think maybe they could do something with facing more than one batter. I think as far as like, I don't think I don't think the DH attacks any of the pace of play. Which I think it actually probably lengthens. It probably plays in counter to the pace of play. Oh, definitely. And, and so I think it's it's a I think it's a foolish. And I don't think it. I, I think anything that kind of goes to pace of play is somewhat within the realm of acceptable discussion but i think kicking a leg out of the history of the game is and out of the strategy of the game and sort of the 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 dynamic of the game is tough yeah well i I think that like if you get rid of the the pitcher if you do a universal dh then like there's no point in there being two leagues um other than for like playoff structure and like interleague play becomes irrelevant and we might as well just be the NFL. Yeah, and let's just let's just let's streamline let's streamline schedules and who cares? Right. The and one thing also the other point point I have is like Shohei Otani and the two way player was something that I felt like was actually because since he kind of became a thing, I think it's a thing that could be utilized by professional baseball. Like I think and I think kids would be into being a two way player. You know what I mean? Like the concept of being Exceptional at both while difficult is still, I think, I think it's more tangible than people think. Like, I feel like there's a lot of relievers, like relievers, like they're that Lorenzen guy. And there's a couple guys that are like decent hitters that are pitchers. And they're all of a sudden that becomes that that plays into the strategy in a way that I think is appealing to younger generations. I don't think I don't think it's smart. to, to Totally. Do it. Well, and also, like, you could have your pitcher be your hitting in your three hole. Which would be cool. Fucking amazing. Like, yeah. That's why I didn't understand why Shohei like, Otani only wanted to go to American League teams. I was like, he's your three-hole hitter, and then he pitches on every fifth day. Yeah. Like, 40, 40 years ago, nobody expected the shortstop to hit over, like, 215, you know? like Yeah. Exactly. It's not, a, it's not like a ridiculous thing to think that if this becomes a trend, then hitter, you know, pitchers could be legit hitters in the future. Yeah. And I think, I think it's totally, but I think also light hitting defensive specialists is part of the game. And I think it's, that's what the pitcher is. <laughs> right. So whatever. Cool. That's my only thing about that. I agree. I agree. I, what I've been surprised about is, uh, all my Cubs friends are real mad about the universal DH. That would benefit them in a big way. It would, yeah. I mean, that's my point. Like, I don't really care either way. I see you guys' points, and I agree with them, but I'm kind of indifferent. But, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's going to happen anyway because, you know, they need the extra jobs, and casual casual fans want to see dingers, you know. You want to know the dog right. too, and you want to hear me watch me hit dingers. They were dingers. Well, I would like to see pitchers become better hitters because it's true yes. that, like, if it's a low leverage situation, then the hit, the pitchers don't even really try to hit. Like, right. it's like the but when a pitcher gets a hit in like a key spot, it's like one of the most magic moments yeah. in baseball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wait, like, who's a really like, good hitter? Is it Baumgartner? Baumgartner. Baumgartner's yeah. a good hitter. Yeah. A yeah. couple of good hits. He hits I mean, dingers and he like ropes cattle, you know. Isn't it? Isn't Cindergard? Cindergard is a good. Cindergard is who I was thinking of. Yeah, Cindergard. Yeah. And like, and and there's a there was somebody else on the Giants that was a pretty good, pretty good hitting pitcher. I don't know, like there, and it, and either way, like the 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 element of putting down a bunt 
or like you know what I mean, like, or even from an from a defensive perspective, if you're getting just beat the shit out of you by a gnarly lineup, and then the pitcher comes out, it's 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 some ease, you know, it's it's a little bit of I don't know. There's something about it that I like. I like this kind of flowing. There's up and down to it, and there's you know, oh shit! All of a sudden, the pitcher's coming up. That all of a sudden creates a pressure on the eight hole hitter, and it, it creates a, a, and the pitcher in the eight hole position, you know, facing the eight hole hit position. Pit, ah, I don't know. Yeah. Eight hole pitcher. Got Am I breaking up still? That's what I'm hoping. No, I thought no, you just. No, no, no. Loud, loud and clear. Yeah. <laughs> I shit when I start stammering. I'm really hoping for the better. <laughs> no, that was a big computer, man. Eight, eight I gotta turn back on my video. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have to? Uh, can you hang out, or do you have to go like hang out with your family? Uh, I might. Have, I might have like two more minutes. Uh. <laughs> All right. What do you think about uh, person on second base starting in the tenth inning or the eleventh inning? What is it? Tenth. 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 Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Like I say, I don't like it, but I think that to pace of play stuff, it speaks to something. I think that there's there's an element of getting player getting the game over with that I think that the players could appreciate. Yeah. But no, no, I don't like it. I think that we But like could... I said, like that goes that goes before the universal VA. Would be I would be more okay with that rule change than universal VA. Oh, really? See, I think that the universal DH is more likely to be permanent, but the runner on second is less likely to be permanent. I think the universal DH is far more disruptive to the kind of con- consistency of the game. So I've been watching, I'm going to bring this up again later, but I've been watching a lot of White Sox intraleague. Am I brave? Uh, games, which I'm really into right now. And so I was watching them yesterday, and Keiko was on the mound, and Keiko had a, a perfect game through three innings, uh-huh. and it was going to be a five-inning game. So on the uh, top of the fourth, he came out, and they just put runners on second and third. And he was so mad. It was hilarious. Like, the manager didn't tell him he was going to do it. He was just like, nope, when he was on second and third, let's go. There were like the eight and nine hitters. Or... Where's Dallas Keiko playing? White Sox. Oh, then yeah. I guess I don't hate him as much anymore. Oh, uh, you can, yeah. No, thanks. I appreciate that. But uh, I'm real excited. I've been watching all this interleague play. So, is there you? There's games on TV for you now. Uh, they're streaming, and then we've got stream it. Oh, through illicit through my 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 NBC Chicago app. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we yeah we canceled cable. That's but when the the games come back on, I got no way of watching them. Right, the Mariners are going to win the World Series, (laughs) and you can't go to a ball. I can't. Uh, yeah. Why can't I go to a bar? Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. Good point. <laughs> Same reason you can't go to a baseball game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> Surprise! It's coronavirus. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
But I know. This thing keeps winning. <laughs> I want to start a I'm gonna start a coronavirus Twitter account and I'm just gonna hashtag winning. Yeah. <laughs> just on everybody else's tweets. Like yeah, hashtag winning at Charlie Sheen. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh God, I miss baseball. Coronavirus. Hashtag winning. <laughs> All right. It's a really good idea. I'll see you in the funny pages, bro. All right. Yeah, that probably does it for me. All right. All right. Thomas, thank you so much for coming on. Let us know when you want to come back anytime. It's a pleasure. I love you guys. Good job. Yep. Love you too. Uh, For Sam, uh, my name is Joel. This has been Dump on the. um, Hey, we talked about baseball. We're not just a coronavirus podcast. Get your motorcycle gangs ready, guys. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.